This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app in studio this morning. And by the way, you can watch this entire encounter right now on Facebook Live. Go to NahumSiegel Network on Facebook, facebook.com slash NahumSiegel Network. Facebook Live is active, and in our studio is Ashley Blaker. Apparently, the groundbreaking new face of Jewish comedy. And he is in a run right now in Manhattan. Uh, that's going to go through June the 28th. And he is visiting us this morning here at JM in the AM. Ashley Blaker, welcome to JM in the Thank AM. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. How I'm, are like, you? I'm all right, but I like the way you said apparently. As if you're <laughs> gonna go, I'm not entirely sure if it's true. Because, apparent, be, apparently. Because there's an ad. There's an ad that says the groundbreaking new face of Jewish right. comedy. But you know how it is these days with all the fake news and the fake advertising. All fake news, exactly. Like, I'm not really a comedian. At oh, all. Is that the case? <laughs> the whole thing's a sham? Exactly. Well, welcome to the show. He's wanted to meet you, Nachum. It's just the, thank you. you know, I'm this here. is your way of entree to the studio. Brilliant, exactly. I'm so excited. What a plan! <laughs> you know, there are easier ways to do that. <laughs> but anyway, so welcome. Thank you very much. Welcome from across the pond. Yeah, thank you. And um, it is amazing. I mean, any uh, any comedian would give, I guess, I don't know, the proverbial right arm to have a a one month run in New York City. How did this? How did this whole thing come about? That yeah. you're that you're sitting at the it's the Jerry Orbach Theater, it's right? The Jerry Orbach, uh, right in the middle of the theater center. Yeah, Broadway and Fiftieth. Been there it, for five weeks. How does so. this work? How does this come about? So I, I uh, well, I've toured all over the world. And I've been doing I've done a couple of tours in the UK and in Israel, South Africa, and I did a few shows in America. I did a, a off Broadway show. Right. Back in December, that was at the Remind Me of the Theater. That was at the Grammar Center, right? And I heard 23rd. that was very successful. Yeah, all yeah, sold yeah. out. Sold out, and uh, we just thought, you know, want to come for a longer period. I want to be able to spend some time here and actually uh, get more people to come and see me. And, and uh, yeah, that's the fun. I, I, it's really, also, it's just really fun to do something you get into every night. And uh, you meet different people every night. It's just such a fun experience to do something like that. And how many shows have there been in this run so, so far? So far, we're three in. So we're uh, three into uh, a 35, 35 show, show run. run. Yeah, yeah. And how would you evaluate those three? Did they go well? They were great. They were really great fun. I mean, they, they were. it's just so interesting to see what kind of people come along. Well, do you stick and, around to meet the people? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stick around. Last night, I made up part of a minion. <laughs> for Mario, yeah, for Mario. How many co- how many comedians you go and see in the city? And uh, you know you don't you don't go and see Hamilton and the Lin Manuel Miranda comes out <laughs> and uh, starts dubbing. I wanted to dub from the Omid, but somewhere got there first. <laughs> I, I I would think you'd have uh, you'd have uh, Kadimus over there. Well, you know, well, thought, they it's your show. Exactly, but there can't be a Chiv, surely. <laughs> like an Ovals coming to my show, but I don't know. Someone someone said Kaddish after. I didn't. Someone I didn't grabbed the Omid. That would be a routine. So, in and of itself, oh, no, huh? exactly. So it went well, and these these three shows were sold out. Uh, yeah, it was is it a fun. large theater? Like what's no? The... It's, I mean, off, so off Broadway is like is under uh, is under five hundred. This is a two hundred right. seat theater, so it's a nice size. Um, so it always feels pretty full or right. whatever. And it's always um, one show per day. You're not doing two. I'm a doing day. no. I am. I'm doing two. I did two on Sunday. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I started on Sunday. Dave's I've lost track already. It's Tuesday today, isn't it? Right. So yeah, so I did two on uh, Sunday and one last night, and then I have two shows on Sundays and Wednesday. So it's kind of exhausting. Wow. And oh. actually, before before this week, before uh, Sunday, I'd never done that. Right. And it's quite a long show. It's like 90 minutes long. So performing for three hours, it's quite exhausting. I can imagine. So this yeah. Wednesday, you're doing a matinee? And I'm doing a matinee I Wednesday. literally could take off from work in the middle of the day and go see you this Wednesday. You you could do. 
and you but should do. But it's sold out already, I guess. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to check about that. I'm kidding. Anyway, so um, it, it, are all the shows similar? Are all the shows the same? Are they scripted? Are they? If I go Wednesday morning, will I see the same show Wednesday night? Yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty much. And you right. know what's really funny? And people, is that required on Off Broadway? Or no, 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 no. Have to but, stick to a script. But. No, but I mean, I you know, it's it's really funny because people. I often get this. People say to me like in quite a, like sniffy type way as if it's a bit like a criticism kind of tacit criticism does it to me what you, you do the same show but you're gonna go well, everybody yeah does I mean, why show. shouldn't i do the same you don't go to hamilton and like the next <laughs> night they're doing different songs and you get a phantom of the opera and go oh they're doing a different song tonight like and it's really weird people say it though let me, let me bit guess lazy in it L- let me guess were those comments coming from our community i was gonna say jews we're so you know also because i've got a routine about this how you know, you do a show for Jews, right. and straight after, everyone's coming up to you going, here's one for you. You can say this one for you. Which you, don't, you know, you don't go to a Broadway show and then wait for the yeah, actors. It's very funny. Last night, I'm at a wedding, and it was a pretty high-profile wedding, and, and everyone's coming over to me. Oh, you should talk about this tomorrow morning. Yeah. You should do this tomorrow morning. Mention this tomorrow morning. You know? Exactly. Why do we don't? They're don't, like our writers. I know. I don't go see a dentist in shul and say, oh, you know what? I I think you shouldn't do a root canal. I saw, I saw your... Uh, I saw... Paul Cohen's uh, mouth the other day, and I, I didn't think the uh, gold filling suited him. You should have done enamel. Why? Why are they criticising? Don't give me. I don't need your feedback. You know. But also, they. Um, like yesterday, actually, I turned up a little bit later than I had on Sunday for the show. Like yeah. I turned up like half an hour before, and there were already quite a few people there. Right. Jews get there early because they want a good parking space. Right. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> right. And one guy said to me. But as I was walking in, he said, um, let me just, I've got a good joke for you. He was telling me before I'd even gone in. Normally, at least That's they wait till after. Ashley Blaker is here. Is there a percentage that comes to your show that's not Jewish? Um, yes. I mean, I think there will. I mean, the truth is, in terms of this show, uh, this show is very much aimed at Jews. Right. So it's been advertised only in the Jewish world, right. really. Uh, and it is unashamedly a Jewish show. But if a non-Jew would walk by the Jerry Orbach Theater and there'd be a ticket yep. available, would they appreciate exactly. the show or I not? I think so. I mean, I think so. I think that, I'll be honest, I think they would appreciate mm, 80% of it. Right. And then there'd be that percentage. There's always just that percentage that just goes over your head where you just go, oh, I don't know what that word is. Right. And that's the trouble. Whereas I, I'm doing, after this, I'm going to the Edinburgh Festival uh, in, in the UK, which is a big arts festival. I'm there for a month doing a show that is aimed at non-Jewish people. Right. There so will it, not be any Jewish references. Oh, there. no. It'll be all the same, a lot of the same material. But uh, it's, it's been translated into their Lushen. Right. That's the fun. <laughs> I.e., I wouldn't use the word Lushen. Right. Um, likewise, I've got a, a BBC show starting on... Um, uh, Sunday called Ashley Blaker's Goyish Guide to Judaism. And so it's me taking a lot of this material but explaining it to the non-Jewish All right, so we got to do, do a couple of things here. Ashley Blaker's here. The the show is called Strictly Unorthodox, right? Yep, that's right. Oh, sorry about that. Strictly Unorthodox. And uh, at Jerry Orbach Theater for the next month. Yep. Um, number one, I assume you're familiar with the with the Jew-Gentile routine of people like Jackie Mason. Yep, right? yeah, you, yeah, you know yeah, all yeah, those. Yeah, 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 yeah. I assume you're also familiar with the Balchuva routine of people like Mark Wiener, Marvin mm-hmm, Silberman, mm-hmm, right? You, you mm-hmm. know all these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, familiar yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. it. First of all, may I ask if, yeah. if in fact you are 
you are somebody who we call from from birth or not? You know what? That is the nicest thing you, anyone has ever said to me, Nachum. Because it's that you should know that, um, as you, I'm sure you know, is that all ballet to shiver, the things that they aspire to more than anything else. It's to be an FFP. People, yeah, it's for people to think they're an FFP. Well, so the I'll, fact that you've had to ask me is such a compliment. Well, I must be doing something right. I appreciate that. To be honest with you, though, when I read your when I read your, your history yeah. of what you've done in British television and entertainment, I said, okay, there's no way in the world well, he started out from. Well, also, my name's Ashley. So <laughs> so like, well, I'm not Nachum right. Blake. Right, understood. But there are people, yeah. you know, there are people who, who are from from birth. I know, have, I know, who exactly. Have, who have, uh, you know, Gentile-sounding Exactly. Names. The annoying thing is, is uh, um, in, a, in the United States, Ashley is normally a, a female name. Right. And now, which is really annoying. So I spend my entire life, uh-huh. people saying to me, why have you got a woman's name? That would actually be a good routine. Yeah. Well, the thing is, also, my, in my show, I go to a very from show. And, uh, in they, what neighborhood are you in? in? I live in Edgware in northwest London. Okay. And um, they ref- it's one of those shows where they refuse to acknowledge anyone's uh, kind of Gentile, non, uh, right. you know, non-Hebrew name. They won't refer your to you as So no, so I, I get my shul membership dues coming a letter to Mr. C. Blaker, which stands for Hanan. And uh, it was brilliant, though, because my rabbi thinks my name's Hanan. So if I say, I can say anything I like on stage, it'll never get back to him. Because <laughs> if somebody says, oh, Ashley Blake has said something terrible, he'll go, I don't know Ashley Blake. I know Hanan Blake, and maybe he's a relative. <laughs> Very good. How long have you been in the, in the fold, so to speak? In the uh, fold of, uh, what, in Jew- I've been Jewish all my life. You mean from, yeah. uh, from uh, oh, 18 years or so, quite, quite, quite a while. I think long enough. And you, to- picked, and you picked up the lingo pretty quickly, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I went on a course. Really? And uh, they said, they said, look, don't if you want to fit in, don't ever say, you know, well done to somebody. Congratulations. You just got to say, <laughs> and everything else. Right. Don't ever say, you know, I'm going to Nachum Siegel. You got to say, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm at Nachum Siegel, and uh, just say annoying things like that, and you'll be fine. People will, people will think you're the real. We don't deal. realize what we do, huh? Yeah, we don't really. We need it, people exactly. like you to point to that. Exactly. <laughs> it, ke- right. it keeps me in work. So, so you're, you're so you're a young, aspiring, I assume, actor, comedian, entertainer. That's and, an, you compliment me and, all the time. Young well, no, as well. I'm going back now in yeah, time. Okay. And how does this begin? Right? How does it start that you're that? Oh, I mean, that BBC and all. Yeah, these I, I, it's ama- It's genuinely like an, a real amazing story of like hashkacha pratis. You know, it's really is one of those things that I, sometimes I speak in front of uh, students and I do a bit of care of work sometimes, and it's really one of the things that genuinely inspires me is that I was I was at university I'd left university I'd, I was doing an incredibly dull PhD and I wanted to find a job couldn't I didn't even know what to do and I went out well your uh, expertise was in what I was my expertise was in um 17th century Christian theology seriously seriously wow I mean this is like this is as far removed from right. where I am now and uh, I didn't have any idea what to do and I went out one evening for a drink to the pub that's such a British thing to do mm-hmm. with a couple of school teachers I had from my high school and I was saying I don't know what to do uh, for work this was a Thursday evening and one of the teachers said to me uh, why don't you look in something called the media guardian I didn't even know what this was like I, Variety like, magazine. What, I, what is it? He said it's a newspaper, The Guardian. It's one of our big newspapers, big broadsheet, quite left wing, not the kind of paper we read in our house. And uh, he said on a Monday, thought it was a Monday, wasn't sure Monday or Tuesday, there's a supplement about the media and stuff, and they have jobs in it. So literally four days later, I bought The Media Guardian. I bought The Guardian for the first time. There was a supplement. I opened it, and there was a job in there that's adverts that said, Do you have funny bones? The BBC needs trainee producers. And 
I bought it and started ten. I uh, applied and uh, started work ten weeks later. And I didn't even. I had never bought the paper ever before. I'd never even heard of it uh, four days earlier. I bought it every week for the next ten weeks, and I didn't even apply for one other job because there was nothing ever suitable ever again. The advert was only in there for one week only, and it changed my life. And they offered you the job. They offered me the job. How long were you there? And well, the other amazing thing is, it was a six-month contract, right? And there was no guarantee of being kept on. And about one week before I was about to start, I bumped into somebody who I was at high school with, but who I'd fallen out of touch with a little bit, uh, who's a big, famous comedian now in the UK called Matt Lucas. Yeah. And uh, who's in Doctor Who and, and Bridesmaids and things like that. Big, big star in the UK. And I bumped into him and he said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm just about to start this job at the BBC. And he said, oh, I've got this idea. We, you know, me and my friend, we've got an idea we could do. For, we really want to do a sketch show. And I said, oh, well, I, I need to do something. Let, why don't we d- let me do something with you? And we developed the show. We piloted it three, literally like three months later. And it became the biggest selling sketch show in the history of British comedy. It's been played in 154 countries. Uh, and so, um, would I get the comedy as an American? Would I understand? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so. But I get it, it. it. I enjoy it. But but we, uh, it's amazing because we could have bumped into each other at right. any time in three years, right. and here we were bumping into the time that at the time it would have made the biggest difference. And then I was actually I was mostly kind of producing and writing, and then about a, f- a few about four or five years ago, I got a phone call one day or an email actually from a rabbi in uh, London who I didn't know very well. But he emailed me and said, is there any way you would come and speak at our Malava Malka? Mm. And I said, I don't, you know, why are you asking me? I'm not a rabbi. You know, what am I going to say? And he said, no, I think it's quite interesting that you work with all these famous comedians and you work with Russell Brand and all these different kind of famous people like that. And James Corden and John Oliver, all the people that Americans would have heard of. And uh, But you walk around wearing... You know, a black hat and at what point did that, did that happen? That, happened, that this... happened only a few years after I did, just about a year or so after I started work. What did your colleagues the, say? At, I think they thought I was kind of crazy, but did it they, affect your relationship with them or not really? Because they, they, it's really interesting. They, they respect if they respect you, right. it doesn't make any difference. So the work atmosphere was fine, the work atmosphere is fine, but they just found it really. And, and but I would assume that industry is very big raises, in the Saturdays, Friday it ra- nights. It raises all kinds of issues, which I talk about in my show. It raises issues with working on Shabbos, yeah, I mean, it raises issues. I, I've got a long routine about the issues I have with uh, people, women trying to shake my hand, right. or women trying to hug me and kiss me, and I've got a whole, uh, uh, whole thing about this and um and that's why he wanted me to come and talk about this and i said okay you know what i'll give it a go i didn't even i didn't ask for any money i was uh, i was i didn't think he he gave me a (laughs) bottle of whiskey but that was it anyway i turned up so i went to this malava market and and everyone was really interested in it and i kept getting asked to do these things and every time i did it it was a bit like it's quite addictive getting uh the the laughs the public yeah the laughs yeah it was really i really enjoyed that and every time i did it it became a bit funnier and eventually i thought you know what why don't i Get rid of the stender, get rid of the talk, and I'll, I'll grab a mic and I'll turn this into stand-up. And so I've been, and basically over the last couple of years, that's almost the production and the writing has just fallen by the wayside. Right. And so you're just, still, and you're still doing the other stuff. You're still I, writing. I, I, it's, I do when I have time, but right. I'm just performing non-stop now. Right. So it's kind of just completely taken over. I found completely, right. you know, by serendipity, right. by hashgacha pratis, whatever you want to call it, I found, like, this hole in the market. Ashley Blaker is here. By the way, your tickets are available on Ticketmaster. People could also buy it at the box Ticket office. Ticketmaster. 212-921-7862. 212-921-7862.
Jews love a love a bargain. Yeah, they love course. a discount. So it's it is cheaper to call the uh, box office yeah. than to buy on Ticketmaster because you avoid their fees, right. Ticketmaster fees. Two, and I'm sure Ticketmaster will be thrilled that you said this. Two one two nine two one seven eight. Six two. Your next show is tonight or tomorrow night? It's tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. tonight. So I perform. I perform Sunday through Thursday, right. twice on Sunday, twice on Wednesday, and then I have obviously Friday night and uh, Saturday night off. Now let's go back for a second. I, I know you're saying that people respect you. I get the whole thing, and you can imagine how many people over these decades I've spoken to who've been in situations yep. like yours. Nonetheless, yeah. there are challenging situations oh, that sure. come up. Of course. Where when it's 4 p.m. or in London, it could be actually 9, yeah, yeah. 9 p.m. also yep. because right now the yeah, t- yeah. candle lighting in London is exactly. really, really late. Yep. But when it's 4 p.m. in the winter and or 3 p.m. and you got to get out of there, there are times, even in your industry, yep. some people will be shocked to hear, where there are emergencies. There are you yep. know pressing issues, yeah, yeah. things that have to be done. I mean, there have to be yeah, times yeah. Where, where you were under tremendous pressure not to pull this Sabbath shtick with us yeah. you know, this time. I know exactly, but I think if you're doing it, that's what you say this time. Once you, if you just do it once, then it doesn't really. Right. It kind of seems like. But they saw you were committed. But when you see someone's committed, the truth is, this again is one of those things where being in charge, being the producer, being right. the main man, is helpful because whole, I've organised entire shows, BBC shows around me. Um, a few years ago, I was doing a show based around the uh, soccer World Cup. And it was a topical show because it was about the current games. And it went out on a Saturday night. And normally if a show is topical, you'd probably record it on Friday night and it would go out on Saturday. Right. And we recorded it on a Thursday. So it was like one additional day out of date just for me. So it, it all the whole, so the sixty the million whole, people in the UK just, suffer due to say, me. The entire British <laughs> yeah. world suffered because of you. you. And that's that's great. It's that's unbelievable. How, that's as it should be. That's great. <laughs> that's the way it should <laughs> yeah. be. That's pretty unbelievable, <laughs> frankly. Um, so the uh, so this and and so all of this has become. And by the way, I would assume that there are challenges when it comes to food. Right, food, people are always course, par- yeah. partying constantly around yeah, you. Right, in the exactly. very plus on top of that, it's the entertainment world. Exactly, it, you know, it's not always the most. How do we put this? Modest or or proper? Exactly. Uh, you know, etiquette in exactly. in that world, this, exactly. despite the Me Too movement. Right, it's yeah, still yeah. it's still. Not- I, I say in my show, you know, there are um, there are men in there are men in entertainment who are getting in trouble at the moment for having been too handsy. Correct. I offend women by not being handsy enough. Right. Everyone's always getting annoyed with me because right. I refuse to hit the hand. You, you would think they I'm, would, the, I'm the other way around. Right. You would think that would, they would be understanding and, and exactly. exactly, and that they'd have a measure of respect exactly. because you're, you yeah. have that respect for them. Exactly. But they don't look at it as it's respect. Funny. Isn't it's really it funny? It's really strange, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Someone pointed out to me with Vice President Pence where he refuses to have lunch with a woman uh, or a meal with a woman unless his wife is there or a third person is there. Mm. And, and they said that's so, you know, that's so archaic, et cetera. And they, and they said, no, it's a... It's a, again, because of this, yep. what you just described, but they don't yeah, yeah. get that. No, so I had a whole routine talking about all the different kinds of methods I've used over the years uh, to try and get around these right. issues. Um, but yeah, these are the kind of issues that it's really great to perform, particularly for a from crowd right. who will sit there and go, wow, this is my life as well. And there's that real recognition. Because I don't know if there's been really a comedian before talking about these things. Because there's never been like a comedian who's been in those situations. So right. it doesn't matter whether you work in the entertainment industry or whether you work in, you know, accountancy or law or whatever it is, you find yourself in these situations. Ashley Blaker is here. Now, are there shows, I, I would assume you're familiar with the BBC and, and England shows, English shows that 
that show up on American television. Yeah, I guess. Are um, there yeah. any you worked on that ended up here that, that we um, would be familiar with? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, as I say, Little Britain was a show, the big shows that, that was on here. And, and, that made and, it here in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I worked with Graham Norton, who was on BBC America, who is on BBC America, and also had a series which um, I was on, uh, worked on on, on uh, Comedy Central. Right. And I was I used to write his monologue every day. Uh, but I've worked with James Corden, obviously, who does the yeah. uh, He seems show. like a really nice guy. He is. He's a very, very nice guy. Did you see um, the routine of him shopping? Uh, or actually oh, being, yeah, yeah, yeah. And being a checker yeah. in a kosher supermarket? Yeah, yeah. He so it. he's from quite a religious background. He's not religious himself, but his father, I think, was a um, was a, a Christian book salesman. Interesting. He was driving around the country. Um he, he told me he was one of the, his father was one of those people who had those little fish on the car, <laughs> one right. of those, um, right. and he was always embarrassed by it. that. That proves yeah, that yeah. proves you're from yeah, that's from that's from that's like having that's like having a six one three email address. That's like one of those things you do to go, hey, look at me, very I'm good. From, <laughs> I have a whole routine about this because that's one of those things that drives me mad. The people who had to go, yeah, I'm. Uh, what's your email? Oh, it's actually Blake six one three at gmail dot com. Oh, you're Jewish. I didn't realize it. If you hadn't, if you hadn't have told me. You're 613, you know. <laughs> I never would have realized. Yeah, I wouldn't have realized. The only time that's successful is if you go to register at Gmail and discover there are 612 people with your name. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> fine. Go, yeah, yeah, there were 612 <laughs> Nachum Siegels. So I'm the 613th. Um, so are you going to visit him, James Corden, while you're in New York? Well, he's in L.A., so they, uh, they filmed that in L.A. Uh, John Oliver, though, who who I, I've worked with as well, who yeah. films here. And, and yes, it's great. It's it's um, the teenagers really sh- love him. I see the young people really like John Oliver. Yeah, there was a th- actually there was a feature about me in uh, the New York Post uh, the weekend that said that I looked and sounded like him. It, it, well, you certainly uh, uh, sound like him. You really sound like him, right? But I I I thought that was doing one of us a disservice. I think him by saying I look <laughs> like him. But no, I messaged him and said, "Hey, this will cheer you up. I I you look like me." <laughs> <laughs> was he happy or you? Yeah, sure? it said it said it said John. Imagine John Oliver was a young that's what they said. That's, that's what the New York Post says. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ashley Blaker is here. And by the way, uh, you've offered, and at some point this week, we're going to take advantage of your offer for, for some free tickets for our listeners. Great. So I thank you very much for that. And we'll, uh, and we'll do that. What do you think of the royal wedding? Uh, well, the royal wedding passed me by because it was on Shabbos. Right. Not only was on Shabbos, it was at the start of a three-day yomtev, right. so they couldn't even. Right. So, but at, like three days later, after right. Shavuos was out the way, it was days, kind of forgotten. About. It, yeah. yeah, you know, are they divorced already. I mean, like you know. <laughs> I mean, you'd think uh, uh, the truth is, if this would have happened twenty, thirty, forty years ago, like with Princess Di's wedding, yeah. it would stick around for a week or two. But in the right. way things work these yeah, days, exactly. it is out of the news cycle so quickly. Exactly. Um, so I would have guessed that there were no Orthodox people at the uh, at the ceremony because no, it was would, the, it was exactly, Shabbos. Exactly. You'd think they'd be a little bit more considerate. The I, the royal family. I no? think it's yeah. It, they've gone down in my estimation for that. <laughs> <They got. laughs> because, but in all seriousness, yeah. if 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 uh, let's say for argument's sake, it would have been on a weekday. Right. Am I right that someone like Rabbi Sack would likely have been invited and the chief rabbi would likely have been invited? Or not? Um, possibly. Yeah, or no, possibly. Know? No, 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 possibly. I mean, like, you know, the chief rabbi, quite very possibly, right. Rabbi Mervis. And Rabbi Sachs is like as as close to royalty as they get. Right. Um, exactly. You know, I had the pleasure of making a video with uh, Rabbi Sachs recently for Purim and he's a... An incredible man. Quite he had incredible. a quote so, about you. Yeah. He had a quote about you. A unique and hilarious take on Jewish life, he said. Well, if Rabbi Sachs says it, it must be true. Because this, this, this is, this is, I mean. Soon this, he'll be writing a book about you. Then you'll know, know you really made it. Exactly. I mean, I, well, I did, I, I, I was filming with him and he, 
kept going upstairs to uh, carry on his translation of Shamos. Wow. And I thought, wow, I'm, I'm just writing a comedy show. You're rewriting wow. Shamos. You know, like, <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> waste a minute, huh? Yeah, exactly. He's, this, is, this is someone on another level. So I can't guarantee he would have gone to the royal wedding anyway because he might right. have still been deep in the middle of Taruma or Mishpatim or whatever. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, his editor lives across the street from here, and I always think I have an in to, you know, get him in here. But boy, you know, he, he to, to get him just to spend five, ten minutes, yeah. he considers it very, very carefully because yeah. his time is so precious. Um, wouldn't it be a great routine? And again, in this case, in all seriousness, I'm not trying to insult you. You may not be as familiar with what's happening on this side of the world, but I think the differences in the Jewish community between Great Britain and the United States would be an interesting analysis. Do you see a lot of, do you, do you see things among the Americans you're meeting now that is slightly different than, than the way things work in the Jewish community back home? Yeah, there's a few things, but the, the, the most reassuring thing is how, and, and kind of funny and also at some points quite sad, is how incredibly similar we are. Really? We're Jews across the world, we're just exactly the same. I mean, I, I, I had this routine about really bad parking and like, um, people treble parking, uh, which I did originally in the UK, talking about like Golders Green or Stamford Hill and what right. have you. And someone put it online, and I just had people messaging me going, "Wow, I thought that was just Crown Heights. Yeah. I thought that was just Borough Park and Thirteenth Avenue and Thirteenth right. Avenue." And people in in Beit Shemesh <laughs> messaging me going, "I thought that was just around Beit Shemesh. <laughs> I thought it was just my town." And I got this routine again, which uh, uh, is in my show, but some people may have seen it online, talking about the Jewish obsession with sushi. Right. And again, like people it's saying, like that in England, also. Yeah, you can't go. You go to a shiver, and they're bringing out sushi. <laughs> right. Where's and, the sushi? You and know? you go to a pizza shop, and they're you go to a pizza. Sushi. I talk about this. It's a wasn't a show. You know, Pete. When no, what I don't mind it being sushi restaurants, but what pizza and sushi <laughs> don't go together. You've never heard any Italian saying, right. "Hey, a Luigi." <laughs> That's my that's my Italian. Yes, I, I hey, a Luigi, roll me a yellow tail nigiri like Mama used to make. You know, that's not... Those, those are two... Italian and Japanese don't belong together. And so I don't know how we, as a people, well, we, we've come up with this unique combination. You know, like how in the, in the non-Jewish world, like, and I think, again, they do this in, in the United States as well as the UK, they're like key cutting right. and shoe repair for right. some reason. Always together, in the same place. Even though they don't seem to have any right. relationship. That's like pizza and sushi, but right. it's really weird. So anyway, so I talk about this. And people go, wow, I just thought that was just New York. I thought that was just L.A. I thought that was just Eretz Yisrael, wherever. And, yeah, so the <laughs> things that I talk about, what's great and reassuring, and also say when you talk about parking or different things, quite sad, right. is that we're, we're, we're the same. You know, Jews come up to you and say, try and tell you a joke or try and say, hey, you know, I've got a better routine for you. You, you should, you want to oh, do this. Everywhere. Oh, exactly. That's everywhere. This is what you, <laughs> or can you get my son a job at the BBC? <laughs> Can you get my granddaughter a job at the BBC? You know, it's this is Jews. We are the same. We are the greatest. We are, yeah, and we're the same everywhere. Uh, Facebook Live right now. Go to facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network to see this live. My conversation with Ashley Blaker, who visits us here in New York. His show is called Strictly Unorthodox. Runs now through Thursday, June the 28th at the Jerry Orbach Theater in the center of Manhattan. Go to the box office or call the box office at 212 921 Seven eight six two two one two nine two one seven eight six two. Are people as obsessed as we think with the royal family where you come from? And is the Jewish community, the Orthodox one specifically, into that whole thing as well? Um, I think it's 
I don't think on the whole, but then something like a, a royal wedding comes right. around and it's sparks it, interest. Yeah, it right. sparks it. It's a bit like how every four years we have the soccer World Cup, right. and some people obviously I, I love football, and lots of people love football in the UK soccer. But uh, there's a proportion who it's just when the World Cup comes around right. suddenly they become the biggest right. the uh, fair weather fans. Yeah, Talmud right. Chacham when it comes to <laughs> right. uh, they to know soccer. everything. They know everything about and, soccer. And and the a royal wedding is like that. A right. royal wedding just sparks it off. Suddenly everyone's really interested about who's walking her down the aisle. Right. And yeah, it was fun so, page so news for a while. Uh, so on the three-day antif, in Shul Shabbos morning, were people talking about it, do you think? No, or not? No, we're not in my shul. Not I mean, in no, no, I tell you, no my, my shul is something else. I mean, my shul, like, yeah, it just... Because obviously, like, in, in the more um, mainstream, right. authors, not quite so... Uh, Meshuggah from as Michael, they'll they'll obviously get up and say like the prayer for the royal family. Right. We have to pray for the royal family. That you, like, that you would yeah. not do in your shul. Not in would my they, shul. Would they say a prayer for the state of Israel in your shul? The somebody um, somebody put up one of those uh, adverts on the board in that's my an, shul. That's an announcement, an advertisement, uh, yeah. an, an advertisement, right. uh, like a, a poster for uh, SIM cards for Israel. So right. you get your Israel Israeli SIM card, right. and someone had graffitied it and put up the word Eretz. In before the Israel, get your Eretz Israeli SIM cards. That's the kind of shul I go to. No, it's definitely Tachanan on uh, on uh, Yom in my shul. Yeah. So I see you're right. Jews are the same around the yeah, world. Exactly, exactly. Ashley Blaker is here. Uh, are you into sports outside of football? Yeah, uh, outside of soccer. Yeah, I mean, I like America. I do like enjoy American sports. I I'm hope to go to a baseball game while I'm here. And I the reason I, and I'm asking this, I'm asking this for a selfish reason, frankly. Yeah, go on. Because I'm at Cholomoid Pesach. Mm-hmm. I'm with my boys at Yankee Stadium. Right. It was very cold. It was a freezing Pesach this year here, uh, relatively speaking. I was here for a couple of days at oh, Pesach, yeah? actually. Yeah. So it was not great weather. And we're sitting next to this couple, and they're uh, and, and I noticed that they are speaking with, with an accent that sounds like yours. Right, okay. And I say to them, what, you know, they said that we, are, we watch American baseball in England and we said we just have to fly to the United States. Wow. The Cody Yankee Stadium was. So I said, first of all, Maybe. this is really brave and courageous of you that in this weather you decided you know, decided to do it now and not yeah. in August. But yeah, they were there from Great Britain, right? Wow, just to enjoy a game. And of course, thank goodness, uh, in their schluss, the Yankees won. Right, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know many people who watch baseball. But um, yeah, that's strange. I, I don't even know where it's on in the UK. But like, they, the, was the NBA game big in the UK last night or the, not? Um, I'm not sure where, again even where they should show. I think you can see it somewhere. Oh, some so one of some like of the, the cables. Some right, of the, so it's like, not like they're really no, into it. No, no, not at all. I mean, soccer all. dominates. Soccer is and, like so dominant, and there's it's nothing just incredible. Else. There is, but soccer is so big. Give me one of the. Give me one of the sports. Well, we play cricket, so like uh, cricket's like our. But that's like the right. summer game, and they do pay um, attention to it or not. The inter, the, what they call test matches, which is where the country, right. like England, play against other teams. So like it's all Commonwealth countries. That play cricket, so it's uh, also not Canada. So, uh, so South Africa and Australia and India and the West Indies and Pakistan, they're the big cricket countries. Uh, people like other sports, motor racing, right. uh, tennis uh, sports like that, tennis, right. particularly, particularly when again Wimbledon. it's like Wimbledon, suddenly everyone becomes incredibly have knowledgeable. You been to Wimbledon? I've not been to Wimbledon. Do you have any interesting see, I, I, I'm just not, not a for huge fan of, of right. uh, there are other sports. In, like. in order to be a sketch writer, and yep. again, I assume this is something you still you know yeah, yeah. you take up. You have to really be up to date on everything that's going I know, on. But I'm not at all. So I somehow, right. I mean, yeah, I, I somehow I just bluff. I wrote a brilliant sketch the other day about I mean, Ronald don't Reagan. Need, don't you need to know the latest movies, the latest expressions, <laughs> yeah. the latest you know social media? Yeah, yeah, I just make it up. What did you do with Reagan? Go, sorry. 
What did you do with Reagan, you said? I said I wrote a great sketch the other day about Ronald Reagan. And Margaret Yeah, Thatcher. exactly, exactly. He's still the president, isn't he, Reagan? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, similar. Similar, but, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All you have to do is dust down your Reagan jokes. Go, yeah, these are, uh, no one will notice and uh, replace with Trump. Uh, are they fascinated at home by who our president of the United oh, States is? Of course. Is? I mean, he's just uh, and comedy they, gold, isn't he? And they he, follow so? him. Yeah, I think he's. Um, yeah, I th- I think you know he. How can you not? It's if just, he's comedy gold, who's comedy gold in Great Britain? Is your prime minister comedy gold or, or um, brothers? Not really. I think I think the world is fa- the world is just on tenterhooks. They're on the edge of their seat. I'm I'm afraid to say with Trump. Right. Uh, kind of what's he going to say now? And also because it's all by Twitter. Because right. he like he he. It's not like in the past. You know, things would happen behind the scenes. He just gets a, a thought comes right. into his head and he's tweeting it. Do you tweet? You never know what. I do tweet a little bit. I'm much bigger on Facebook than I am on, on Twitter. I, 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 uh, that's Are you doing more. Facebook updates from here while you're here in America? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So people yeah, yeah. can get information and see yeah, what you yeah, yeah. thought about certain shows. Yeah, yeah. Have you met any uh, well-known people over the last three shows, your first three in New York? Uh, well-known people. Like somebody we show? would have heard of that came over to you uh, after the show. No, it's been – they can't get to me. Like none of my the... cousins walked up to you right, and said, exactly. hey, I'm not going Exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's just a whole – it's a relentless stream of people saying – so you uh, you live in Edgeware? Do you know my? Right. Do you know this guy from Golders Green? I was in yeshiva thirty years ago with this man, and well, his grandson what? lives in Golders Green. Do you what know did, him? What did I say to you when I introduced to the Yoni Pollock? Yeah, right? exactly. First no. thing, who do you know from Houston? Right? I know, but what brilliant thing you said to me? Who do you know from Houston? I mentioned someone. He goes, "Oh, that his mother was my teacher." Right. That's brilliant. That is Jewish geography, like. In, Nobody in a can lose when you play Jewish geography, Yeah, exactly. Right? That's brilliant. What a, uh, you, you said there's no way you know someone from Houston. I knew the, I knew the son of his teacher. That's pretty good. Unbelievable. I'll tell you, that is pretty remarkable. Uh, where do you stay when you're here? Are you holed up in a hotel somewhere, I'm, like all you performers? No, I got an Airbnb. But I'm in, ah. like, uh, I'm in, well, I shouldn't give away my exact no, location. Do that, no, no, I'm in Murray Hill. I'm, I don't matter. I'm on 39th and Lexington, basically, around that area. So, yeah, yeah so it's, uh, it's uh, narrows it down. It's great. I really like it i love being in the center of town and you have um, a family or not uh no i'm my family at home so um my the wife meat. is really uh <laughs> got her hands full because we've got six kids can i know she's very supportive and uh, she's very supportive um say the least. people say it's really funny i did a interview the other day on uh on the bbc on uh, radio two and i just mentioned i got six kids and they went wow you've got six kids and i said no that's nothing I said, in the, it's just like currency conversion. You know, like it's like $2 to the pound or whatever, $1.50. I said, in the from world, right, in the Jewish world, it's three kids to one kid in the outside world. right? So essentially, we've only got, we've got two kids. Like my, I, this is totally true. I promise you, right? My wife went to a uh, chasna, right? She went to a wedding in Stamford Hill. And she's sat next to this lady and the lady said to her, how many children do you have? And she said, oh, I've got six. And she looked at her and said, oh, did you have fertility problems? <laughs> Because she's sitting with people who have 11, 12, Yeah, they've got 11, 12 kids, like six. Oh, she said, do you start late? <laughs> never. Yeah, never. Oh, only six. How'd you meet your wife? Uh, we went on a blind date. And uh, and at that point, you were already from, obviously. And, uh, no, we became from together. That Seriously? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. We became from together. Yeah, just after we got married. So, um, yeah. And then it was too late. She couldn't get out. So <laughs> she came with me. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's she from? What area? She's from like London as well. Not grew up not far from me. We probably were in the same kind of places at different times. But, Unbelievable. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, but it is that funny thing with like. See, also, I should you know, it's strange that the, I said that story that a woman asked her how many children right. because one of the things that I you know we were talking about before about 
being about to shiver and things right. you're not prepared for, like you should go on a course. I met somebody, right, when I just become from and I met a guy and I said to him, how many children do you have? Right. And he said to me, oh, um, he didn't want to, I could see he didn't want to, I said, well, how many? and I said, well, he said, well, uh, n- more than a five aside, but less than a full football team. I said, well, that doesn't narrow it down. What, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? I mean, what? how many children? I didn't realize there's this thing that like, you're not meant to... You know, it's funny. I've seen this a lot with grandparents. I haven't seen yeah. it with parents. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a parent not tell me yeah. how many children they have. I've seen it with grandparents. Like, they won't say, you know... Uh, you know like, I was, at a, I was at a bris the other day, and I said to the grandfather, just out of curiosity, an old friend of mine, how many grandchildren do you have? He said, all I'll tell you is that I was a sandic three times. That's all I'll tell you. Like, so, I'm, so I'm guessing, does he have yeah, three yeah. grandsons? Does he have other yeah, granddaughters? Exactly, exactly. It doesn't narrow it down. Those he wasn't a sandic exactly, for. Exactly. He, he could have 30. I don't know exactly, about you know? Exactly. I say, somebody asked me, I, I say, um, more, fewer than the disciples, more than the gospels. <laughs> they go, what? <laughs> that really confuses them. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to begin with that equation, frankly. <laughs> Unbelievable. 17th century, yeah, exactly. what did you call it before? I, it was basically pre-Civil War religion, pre-British Civil War religion. English Unbelievable. Civil, but yeah. I'll yeah, tell yeah. you. Uh, what an area of study. Exactly. And you actually got a PhD in it? I, You know, I got bored with it, and I wrote it up, and I got a, uh, an MPhil, a Master's of Philosophy, um, because it was just there's only so many 17th century handwritten vestry minutes and church warden accounts you can uh, look at. Where do you, you even bored. get them? Are they they're, online? They're like, yeah, no, they're, they're like in libraries, really old libraries. And, and oh. I sat in like Lambeth Palace, which is where the Archbishop of Canterbury is based. Uh, he's like the head of the church in the UK. And uh, yes. yeah, no, this is really, this is really stunning. Incredible. So, have have big, you been, big have, difference. Have you been to Israel? Oh, you uh, did a Rome, Yeah, yeah, I've you, done two tours there. Yeah, right. yeah, I've done two tours, uh, and they're great. Fun. Israeli audiences are totally different to American Well, audiences. what does that mean? These it's, are Israelis who understand English, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. So, for a start, when I perform in, uh, in, in Israel, I'm performing entirely for Anglos. So, it's kind of 50% British, 50% American, uh, or maybe some Canadians right. and Australians. But even though they were originally American, they change when they go there. <gasps> They're totally different. So in America, I'm performing, as we've said many times, right in the center of uh, the theater district. Right. And I've noticed already, I ask people afterwards when they come up to me, I say, oh, where are you from? And they'll travel like a good hour or so. They come from Lakewood right. and Five Towns, right. Teaneck. You know, people come from Connecticut. Muncie. Uh, Muncie, all over, right? They'll travel for a good hour or so to come to see the show. Israel, completely the opposite. I, people were asking me for ages on Facebook saying, when are you going to come to Israel? When are you coming to Israel? And then I announced the dates. And then the same people are messaging me going, but when are you coming to Moda Inn? When are you coming to Moda Inn? I said, it's a 10-minute driveway to go, no, too far. And I thought, well, I know if I performed in, in Moda Inn, you'd be going, yeah, but it's not in my street. Right. You know, if I performed in your living room, you'd be going, yeah, but when are you coming to my bedroom? Right. I'm not coming downstairs to right. see you. It's a totally different culture. They won't travel. What do they say? They say in America, 200 years is a long time, and in Israel, 200 miles is a long distance. Yeah. Because it's weird, but it's such a small country. You can drive from one. Correct. I was staying in Herzli, and I had this uh, American driver was driving me around the country. That's how, how I do it. Right. And uh, for each show. But no, no one will just go. A 90 no, minute commute in Israel is insane. Yeah. And, and viewed as such. A 90 yeah. minute commute here in New York, yeah. th- thank God it was only 90 yeah. minutes. You know? but it's great. I've actually met people who ha- happen to be in town or they were planning a trip and they thought, oh, they'll tie it in with the show. So on the first night, I met a family, a whole family from Baltimore. Uh, last night, I, I met somebody from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Wow. So people are coming from all over. Oh, they were it's in New York for Memorial Day the, weekend. The, right? uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, the people from uh, Baltimore, yes, yeah, they, they saw it advertised. They thought they'd uh, try and uh, tie it in with a. Um, a trip, was a trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's great. People are coming from all over. Silver Springs. Yeah. So, Boy, oh, boy. Yeah. 
You're like the hottest thing around. It's great. It's really, it's really, it's really, my brother, my brother's, um, people sometimes say to me, is your, I've got one brother. People often say to me, you know, is he from? And I always say, not yet. So that's, <laughs> right. that's what I say. He's, he's not from yet. Right. Anyway, so he came, he's had him and uh, his wife were in, uh, in the city on vacation at the moment. Right. And they came to the show on Sunday night. And my brother, he said he's never seen anything like it. Ladies, like, in their 60s, these women in shitals and what have you, posing, asking me for photos <laughs> and posing photos with me. And, and I, will, I don't mind being in a photo right. with, uh, um, I know some people right. say, oh, I just won't be in a photo. Just don't tell anybody you're I, Exactly. Just don't, well, it doesn't matter because my rabbi thinks my name's Hanan, <laughs> right. so it's fine. And um, he said he's just never seen anything like it. He said it's just like, and he just, it is so strange. You've got all the men are over there dovening Marib. The women are posing for photos. Then the men are all coming for photos. Everyone's trying to tell me a joke. It's, it's you don't see this if you go to the Lion King. Oh, we, this is not. This we is are something one unique. strange people, huh? This is this is. It's worth coming to this show <laughs> just for the unique experience. That's the real entertainment, yeah, yeah. right? Watching the I audience. Know. Oh, and you know, this is amazing. This is totally true. I had this routine about sushi stores, right? right. They opened about. Two weeks before I start opened, they opened a kosher sushi store, Mummish, next door the entrance. Cafe 11. Oh, my Right, gosh. Cafe 11 has got one down, down brand here. New on yeah, Broadway. Brand new. Yeah, it's, next, it's Mummish next to my entrance because oh we've got two entrances, Broadway and 50th. So they opened it. How did the Japanese sushi chefs know? <laughs> they're spying on us. They knew Jews are coming quickly. Open. Uh, they're doing their research, oh, I and guess. They're, and they're offering, I should say this, they're because oh, they're, uh, oh. Jews love a, uh, a deal. Bargain, we yeah. love a bargain. They, um, Cafe 11... Are offering very kindly. Mendy, the owner, is offering an eighteen percent discount for uh, off your check for uh, ticket holders to my show. That's significant. So, so if you've got a if you've got a ticket, you can come and have dinner before eighteen percent off. Can't be bad. That's quite significant. And I was actually really impressed with the. That's uh, so from, isn't it? Eighteen percent. That's like having the six one three email. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not offering six hundred thirteen percent discount or even six point one three eighteen percent. And uh, the theatre, I was really impressed with this. Um, they got. They decided to get. I didn't tell them. They got in kosher wine. So they're selling kosher wine, and it's Mavushal, so you don't even have to worry about them opening. Uh, they're selling kosher wine there, and they've got kosher treats and beer and all the rest of it and soft drinks. So it's great. It's like a proper Because they have this out. little concession, I guess, in the back, right? So uh, they they no, it's like a foyer right. you know, where they sell drinks, and normally they sell wine. And uh, they decided to get in kosher wine. And, uh, you know, you got your Barkin and your Bartonora there or whatever it is. And uh, <laughs> they're selling this. I thought, that's amazing. You can't, you don't go to Dear Evan Hansen or Hamilton and you get a kosher wine. This is amazing. None of our ancestors would believe this, frankly. Nobody would believe yeah, this. Yeah. It's incredible what's going on. Just amazing. By the way, your brother's in what line of work? Just out of curiosity. He is a uh, lawyer. But he's oh. actually what they, uh, it's, he's a, like quite senior. He's a QC, Queen's Counsel. Wow. So he's um, quite... Quite senior, and like, does he get the routine? Does he get the whole oh, thing? Oh, yeah, no, no, he knows the whole Oh, no, I should say, I mean, I don't know how I'm assuming most of the vast, vast, I mean, 99% of your listeners is pretty from crowd, I would assume. Yeah, certainly. But I mean, we, we, this show is really written with, I've been through it so that. Not, firstly, it's so Americanized. I went through it with such a fine tooth comb that every mobile phone is a cell phone right. and every pavement is a sidewalk. Right. I even. It, for your benefit, I even mispronounce some words. Just so I don't. I, I say the word garage instead of garage. <laughs> I say amenities instead of amenities because I don't want anyone sat there going amenities. What's that? oh amenities? It kind of spoils the flow. <laughs> but also, I've been through at the time fine tooth comb. 
to make sure that, like, even I can't say non-Jewish people, but any Jew, right. even if they weren't like super from, would get this. They'd, you yeah. know, if you're reform, if you're unaffiliated, and right. I actually I do get all kinds of people. Coming. I can imagine. Sure, it's, it's I amazing. would be shocked if there were non-Jews yeah, enjoying yeah. it. Right? No, but even like Jews, it's right. amazing. I did a show in um, in the UK in Newcastle. And uh, Newcastle's in the northeast of, of England, but it's very near Gateshead, which I'm sure you've heard of. It's like a very the big t- Torah center, big yeshivas and yeah. what have you. And there was this, I did this show there, and there was this in, huge row of all these real stark guys from Gateshead. And then sitting next to them, a woman rabbi from a reform <laughs> shul, like 20 miles up the road or whatever. And I, th- and I was so proud because I thought, you know what, you would never see these people together. It's a, it's a, it's genuinely a real something I'm really proud of to bring Jews together because these are people you would never see in the same room. Here, here. and it's great to see everyone together laughing and, and enjoying. Nice. It. So I, I love that. Yeah, that's a great message and a wonderful way of looking at it. That's for sure. Uh, Ashley Blaker, strictly unorthodox, through Thursday, June the twenty eighth, Jerry Orbach Theater in New York, twice a day on Sunday and Wednesday. That's right. Wow. Next sh- next show is tonight. Next show is tonight, Tuesday evening. Yep. Um, then two tomorrow. Phone number for information to get your tickets, etc. Yeah, there's two shows tomorrow. What time is the matinee? So the matinee on a Wednesday is two, and on a Sunday is three. Okay. Uh, 212-921-7862, 212-921-7862. We're actually going to wrap up this conversation with a song by one of your uh, colleagues from the U.K., yeah. You know Eitan Freilich, right? I know Eitan very well. We made a, a, a fun video called Lahodas Lachav. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. I figured it's a good way to wrap up yeah. this uh, Let's conversation. See, you know, I play, and I play, some, I play Eitan's CD, actually, at the uh, when people are coming in ah. to the show. And I saw somebody tweeted the other day how amazing it is to go to like a Broadway show and they're playing Jewish music when you're coming in. So that's just such an amazing experience. So yeah, we play Eitan. The whole thing is really unique and interesting to say the least. A pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much for having me. Ashley Blaker, a a historic visit to JM and the AM on this Tuesday morning broadcast. If you want to see the video, no problem. At any point, go to facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM and the AM.
Eitan Freilich. JM the AM Tuesday. 